Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello and welcome back to the What We Said podcast. My name is Chelsea and I am the only host. <laughs> oh my gosh, I thought you were going to say and I'm JC. I was kind of actually scared. <laughs> And I'm JC, guys. So excited to have you here today with us. Welcome to today's episode. You guys are going to love this episode, let me tell you. You're going to leave with some motivation, some inspiration. Some knowledge. Some knowledge. It's a really good episode. So we interviewed my personal trainer, Kelsey. Um, I wanted to tell you guys her Instagram here. She also mentions it at the end, but she has an Instagram with her sister. But we know some of you guys don't stick around. Yeah. Which is um, rude. Evaluate very rude, yourself. guys. But her Instagram with her sister is called Goldie Squats. It's G-O-L-D-I-E underscore squats. And they have a website, which is in the bio, with online programs that they sell. And once you listen to this whole episode with Kelsey, you'll see how knowledgeable she is. And anyway, it's cool that she offers these for those of you who maybe can't Hire her as a personal trainer because you don't live in California or yeah, don't I want the money or whatever. Because. Yeah, so they have they have some different ones. Um, <clears throat> I know they have a build a booty one. Need which that is cool? Yeah, but they're great. So you should definitely follow along and check that out. She is so knowledgeable. First of all, I only met her today. I went with JC to her personal training session, and we did a workout, and it was so good. I get into a little bit more into this in the episode, but I haven't been to the gym doing like a hardcore weightlifting session in over a year. I do it here or there, but I haven't been consistent. So it's still, I get very sore each time I go. Yeah. And it was really good. I felt really good. Yeah. Um, I will say we talked yeah. most of the workout. Yeah, that's so, why I felt so good. Yeah. We probably didn't work out as hard as we could have. Also, I will say in this episode, we kind of talk about accountability partners and how maybe working out with a friend is a good idea. But while I was talking about that, I was thinking in my head, I don't think me and Chelsea would be no, good we can never work out as together. workout partners because even this time, we laughed the entire time just yeah. doing the dumbest stuff. I'm like, we would get no work done. I would do like two reps or something and JC would be behind me suddenly and be like, you looked so ripped. <laughs> <laughs> just Whoa. like make me laugh out of while I'm doing the hardest thing. Yeah, I do not think we would – I was going to say work well together. Our whole business <laughs> – <laughs> not sure how this podcast is still afloat. No, no, we're a great duo, but I just feel like we would not get work done if mm-hmm. we worked worked out together. Um, but anyway, Kelsey, we almost don't even need to like go into that much no. depth because she will just kind of give you guys all the info. But I did want to talk a little bit about my personal fitness journey that I have just started about three months ago. 
And Leif and I had done Orange Theory, and that's actually how we found Kelsey. We mentioned this in the episode. Uh, she was an Orange Theory coach of ours. And we'll go into more detail on what Orange Theory is, so just keep listening if you want to find out. But she trained us there, and then we found out she offered – well, I will say this, actually. I looked for her on Instagram. I Like, this is stalker status. I found the studio that we went to, the Orange Theory – that specific location, I found their Instagram and then I was like, they've got to have a picture of her, her on here so I can find her because I was just so impressed with her. I I felt like she was just, I mean, she has a great body, which is obvious, but I just felt as if she knew a lot and she just really impressed me as a trainer. And so I told Leif, I wonder if she offers personal training because we kind of wanted to get into that. And she did. I found her through Instagram and anyway, reached out to her and then we started working together. And I will say, I've always loved exercise here and there, but I've never been one to be consistent with it ever besides when I danced in high school. Never thought I would be really into the gym. I don't, I just did not think that would ever be me. Also, I have a very petite frame and I've always just assumed like I'm just going to be kind of skinny my whole life. I I never really considered the fact that I could build muscle if I wanted to. Mm -hmm. So um, anyway… The past few months have been truly, really life-changing for me, but it's been a really cool transformation to see within myself, even in the past few months, mentally as well as physically. I haven't seen like any huge, amazing changes. It's not like I'm ripped now and I have a six-pack. I've seen some, you know, I definitely feel tighter and more lean and it feels great. Your butt looks great. Thanks. I I think I already said that like three (laughs) times on this podcast. Everyone's like, okay, Jill. Okay, Peach. Your butt looks awesome. If you've watched you, you know what I'm talking about. I'm to show you. <laughs> but the transformation mentally has been really cool to know that I can push myself and just have that sense of discipline is really empowering, I think, mm-hmm. because I kind of always told myself like, eh, I can't keep up with, you know, a workout routine. I'm never going to really be that fit. Like that's just uh, What's whatever. What's the point? What's the point? I'm just like a small petite girl. Who cares? And it's been really empowering to to kind of put that behind me and say that I can do that. Mm -hmm. And if I want to stay consistent, I can and I can build muscle. And anyway, I've become much more confident. And that that's something that I really admire about Kelsey is that she's more than a nice body or a pretty face. And she is both of those things. She's Mm -hmm. like just a beautiful person, but she's also a beautiful person inside. And I think that she She'll talk about some experiences that she's had in the past with kind of caring too much about her image. And now that she's in much better place, she can kind of give good advice, I think. So yeah, I'm really she, excited to She goes her. into the importance of diet along with exercise, what kind of exercise you should try out if you're new to it or if you have certain specific goals and the benefits of having a personal trainer, all these good stuff. So much good information in yes. this episode. So stay tuned. You guys are going to love it. So here she is. All right, guys. We're here with Kelsey. So we're going to have her introduce herself, tell us where she's from, how old she is, and all that good stuff. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me. So, uh, yep, my name is Kelsey Reiner, and I'm actually from Colorado. I grew up there. Um, and fitness has been a huge part of my life. So I'm stoked to talk about it tonight just because there's so much different stuff out there and there's there's a lot of people talking about, you know, what's the right thing to do and how do you pair up a nutrition plan with your fitness plan. So I'm really excited. I um I grew up with my mom as a personal trainer and 
that really helped me get on board with doing the right thing. And when I was younger, she she told me that I should be a personal trainer. And I was like, no, that's not, that's definitely not me. But uh, the older I got, I definitely got more into fitness and health and playing sports growing up and becoming a, a very competitive cheerleader got me into health and fitness. So that's kind of my beginning and how I got started. So you went to school for, I'm getting, I don't know why I can't pronounce it. I know. I was about I don't to say it. I'm like, no, I'm not going to try and say it. <laughs> kinesiology. Yeah. And what is that the study of? The study of the human body. Okay. Yeah. So a lot of people study kinesiology to become physical therapists, actually, um, which is also a great route. Uh, but I kind of took my studies to to learn about the human body and anatomy and physiology, uh, kinesiology, exercise physiology, so that I could become a better trainer. Because I actually got my certification before I decided to study kinesiology. And I changed my major after I became a certified personal trainer to kinesiology to learn more. Yeah. How long was that schooling? I was in kines for actually only two years. Okay. So I got my associate's degree with kinesiology and I was always, I was training clients while I was in school and oh my, I loved it. And I actually still want to get my bachelor's, but I started training so many clients and I was making good money and I was like, why am I going to school? This is, yeah. you know, this and also studying for, yeah, as a trainer, you, um, you can get certifications online and so I ended up getting about six certifications. So I kind of became an elite trainer pretty quickly on. And so since I had so many certifications under my belt as a trainer, I just didn't feel necessary to just continue to go into school for bachelor's. Yeah. So I actually stopped with my AA with Kines. Cool. Yeah. Well, you're very knowledgeable. So I mentioned this before, but I originally found you from Orange Theory because you were my Orange Theory coach. Yeah. So tell everyone what Orange Theory is and what it's all about. Okay. So Orange Theory is awesome. Um, I came across it from someone that reached out to me on Facebook that was friends with me, and they told me to come check it out. And I was just doing one-on-one personal training at the time at actually 24-Hour Fitness. That's where I started, even though I I did work at Equinox too. That was my first job. But then I ended up going to 24 to become a trainer there instead. So what happened was she approached me and she said, come check out Orange Theory. And I had heard of it and I thought in my mind, what's this cult about? You know, mm-hmm. is this like another cross? It does kind thing? of seem like a cult. Oh yeah. And I think people shy away from that too because they're like, oh, I don't really know if I want to be a part of that whole scene because it can get a little crazy. But I ended up going there and I absolutely fell in love with it. I even just walking in, I fell in love with it before I even took the class. So Orange Theory is basically, it's group training. Um, They say it's group training with, you know, a touch of personal training as well. So even though there's one coach and up to 24 people, we really try to be as hands-on as possible. So truly, it's a great way for someone that's looking for, you know, a route to training that they're they're not sure of what to do because it's it's not scary and it's not it's not one on one so some people shy away from that but some people love the one on one so they'll take that route as well but with orange theory you have some treadmill work so you're running on the treadmill you can power walk if you want to as well a little bit of rowing and then on the floor we do weight training so it's actually a combination of about I would say 25 minutes on the tread and rowers 25 minutes on the floor so oh, rowers yeah just rowers are, are hurting my arms. Yeah. Hey, girl, you're supposed to be using your legs for rowers. Oh, that's <laughs> why my arms are hurting. <laughs> the thing is, I remember 
Um, we got an Orange Theory membership and we – I think we're, we took a class first. But I remember being really nervous almost a, that it was a group training because I'm like, mm. I don't want other – I don't know. I was just – I thought, I don't want other people looking at me or True, whatever. Yeah. But then when I went, I was like, it's so not like that. Yeah. No one cared. No one's looking at you Yeah, they're focused all. on themselves. Totally. And they're focused on their heart rate because they're yeah. – they, they're, every member is provided with a heart rate monitor mm-hmm. so they can see their name up on the screen. And it's not like, you know, the person next to you knows your name. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they're yeah. not looking at you and they're thinking, oh, this girl's not working very hard, so they don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, honestly, I worked there for about four years and I I loved it. And I actually was in school while, while I was coaching at Orange Theory. Okay. So, but Orange Theory was great. I mean, without it, I wouldn't have met you. So. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Brought us together. And we'll talk more about that later, how that's a good option. Okay. So we also wanted to say, Kelsey just found out she's pregnant not too long ago. We Woo! wanted to say congratulations. Thank a you. A baby on the way. So oh my exciting. Gosh. So you're about 10 weeks, right? Mm-hmm. So exciting. And I'm happy that she's going through this whole pregnancy journey before I do so she can give me all the good tips. Oh, yeah. And so we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that. Okay. Um, but that's very, very exciting. So I wanted to ask you, what has been your biggest obstacle in your own fitness journey or how has your fitness routine and all of that changed over Mm. time? Yeah. Oh, it's been a big transformation. And I think social media has a lot to do with that, especially nowadays. And I'm thankful that I've come to this realization so early on in my journey, although I have been training since I was 18, so a long time. But I think that even a couple of years ago, I was so obsessed with my image. I was basing my fitness and my goals off of the way I looked. And people would be like, well, isn't that what you're supposed to do? Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that absolutely makes sense, but it should not be where you find your value in yourself. And I think that people get really caught up in that. And for me specifically, I was actually at a great point in my fitness journey where I looked so good and I was still searching to be better, still trying to be better. And by better, I mean leaner and stronger and more fit and more muscle and more lean and just all of that combined, right? It's different for everybody. But when you go on social media, especially as a fitness expert, and you're surrounded by so many other people that are in fitness, it can be a bit dampening on your soul because you just compare yourself, you know? And that's what we do on social media is we compare ourselves to everyone else. And that ends up turning into a really dangerous road. So for me, a few years ago, um, I saw myself turning into that. And although I never did a fitness competition because I, um, I never felt that that was right for me, but I saw my sister go through it and I saw the damage that she had done to herself physically, mentally, uh, from the preparation of that and her coaches being so image-driven. And you're literally based off of your body. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter if you're smart. It doesn't matter if you have a good personality. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, a good person. They don't care. They're judging you off of your body. And especially for women, we're a little bit more, I think, self-conscious of that. So I saw how that was a very negative thing. And I saw myself kind of falling into that a little bit because when she was competing and she looked super lean, right? She looked, you know, she was doing a bikini competition and she won. She looked fabulous, but she she knew she was way too skinny and she needed to get back to a, a healthy weight. But I started competing with her. 
And I was like, I need to be leaner and I need to look skinnier and I need Mm -hmm. to be this and I need to be that. And if only I was that, I would have a better boyfriend or my boyfriend would love me more or he would give me more attention. And it was a, it was just a sticky road. So my biggest obstacle was getting over that. And my biggest transformation was actually toning down my training a bit and not training as much. And if I didn't feel very good that day, instead of forcing myself to go to the gym, I rested and I recovered and I started reading and just doing more self-help. And that was huge for me. And I have actually come to a point in my life where, and especially now that I'm pregnant, I'm stoked. I'm like, this is so good. And I'll absolutely still be in the gym, working out, being healthy. But like now I get to see my body in a whole new light. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the most beautiful thing. But um, it's it got me to a point where now I'm, I understand who I am as a person. I value myself and who I am regardless of my image. And that can go for someone's body that can go for someone's face, you know? And it's so important to to get to that place in your mind where you feel confident in your own skin. And one thing I, I want to add to that is um, I, uh, I went to Australia March 2017. And, oh, I had a great time. I was there to travel and just, you know, I just got out of a long-term toxic relationship and I was free and single. And I'm just going to go travel and do something for myself. I gained like 25 pounds and I was working out when I was there too, but I was eating like two meals because their serving size is small and it's more expensive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) But I was eating a lot more and I was drinking a lot more. So I came home and everyone, my friends were like, girl, what happened to you? (laughs) Like, girl, how long were you in Australia for? I was there for two months. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, basically what I'm, what I'm getting to is I gained a lot of weight and that was when things also started kind of getting bad. Cause I was like, Oh my gosh, what happened to me? I lost myself. People don't, you know, see me the same lost way. Lost your value. Quote yeah. Unquote. I was known for this girl that had a great body pretty much my whole life. And I didn't want it to be that way. I didn't want to be known for just that. So when I get all this weight, I felt like I lost my identity. And mm-hmm. so that was so weird for me. And I was like, no, this is the healthiest thing that happened to me because A, I learned how to lose that weight in the most healthy way, um, not by being obsessed with the gym. And it also taught me to love myself during that time mm-hmm. and to love myself when I felt the extra fat on me and to love myself when I felt that my clothes were a little too tight. So it was a really I love beautiful that. journey. Mm-hmm. And that was actually good that I went through that, especially now that I'm pregnant, because I'm going to kind of go through that again after pregnancy. Mm-hmm, and definitely. so I'm at a way healthier spot in my life. Yeah. I That's love so good. that. That kind of leads us to our next question that we have for you. So for somebody who's listening who wants to start working out consistently, what do you think is the best first step that they can take? So, okay, first I'm going to go off. I kind of already told you this before, but I was talking to JC and my sister about this. Because I used to go to the gym all the time, overworked myself. I mean, I've already opened up on this podcast plenty of times about my issues. but And I think it was about a year and a half ago because it was like the beginning of 2018. And I stopped working out every single day. Whereas before I would get anxiety if I didn't go to the gym. Like it'd be like oh, yeah. 7 o'clock and I'm like, I didn't go to the gym. I'm going to gain 20 mm-hmm. pounds in one day right. somehow. And I would do like an hour of yoga, an hour of training and whatever. And so I finally kind of got through all of the calorie counting obsessiveness and started going to therapy and like stopped binging. Yeah. And so all of that kind of started to get better as soon as I stopped going to the gym. And so 
as the year went by, I, I maintained a good weight. Like I've maintained the same weight and I found different ways to do that. And I've always, I've always ate healthy since then, but kind of in a more balanced way. But now I'm like feeling weak. Like when I walk upstairs, I'm like, wait, why am I winded? And even lifting things, like I'll, I'll lift like a two-year-old. I'm like, why am I, my arms are hurting yeah. from this. So I've been wanting to get back into the gym and feel strong again. Yeah. But I've just, this like block has been holding me back because I'm scared yeah. of like getting back into that. And I don't want to get obsessive with it again. And I know I'm not because I'm in a much better, like you said, a much better place in my mind. But I guess what is your advice for me to get back into the gym? Yeah. So uh, I for sure, and I, I've talked to so many people that are sim- in a similar situation mm-hmm. too, or they've never really worked out. And they're like, what do I do? You know? Yeah. And I think um, it's it's really important to pace yourself and to start slow because it's a lot easier to gain weight than it is to lose weight. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a lot easier to see negative changes in your life rather than positive, if that makes sense. So for you specifically, you want to get back into the gym in a healthy way, but you don't, you're not looking to just lose all this weight, right? Because mm-hmm. it's different for someone that wants to lose weight, right? Yeah. For you, you want to get back into something that's consistent, that works with, you know, your schedule so that you don't obsess about it. Yeah, for sure. So what I'd recommend doing is finding one thing that you really love the most because a lot of people tend to do yoga, Pilates, personal training, spin, Orange Theory, CrossFit. And they're like, I love everything. I'm just going to do everything. And that's mm-hmm. that's not good. Your body's going to be like, what's going on? And that's kind of what it sounds like what you were doing. You were kind of doing a couple things, right? Yeah. You were going from this gym to that gym, doing your hot yoga and whatnot. Even though, you know, in your mindset, you're like, oh, it's just yoga. Yeah. But the amount of calories you burn. And then I do ca- cardio and then yeah. hit and then, yeah. And it's super stressful on your body. You know, mm-hmm. it's very stressful. So pace yourself. Find one thing that you want to start with. Yeah. I'd recommend only starting with maybe three to four times a week, mm-hmm. four max. Start with three. I tell my clients that personal train with me, Jace, you know, I train you three times a week and you're not doing anything else right now. You're just doing that. And that's yeah. a healthy, that was a great way to start you guys. I mean, we even started twice a week and then we kind of progressed up to three times a week. For most clients that are just starting out, I never tell them to work out more than four times a week. That would be the max. And usually that fourth day would be to do an extra a workout like outside or, you know, let's go for a long walk. Let's go for a hike because that's so good for your, your head anyway and in your body as well, but also good just to kind of get outdoors but just to not overdo it. And you'll progressively build up to something that's healthy. For someone that's trying to lose a lot of fat, it's going to be a little bit different because they want to get in the gym. They're like, I got to go. I'm going to, let's just go crazy. I want to lose as fat as crazy as possible and as fast as possible. So for them, I would say, okay, hold on a second. You gained this this weight a lot quicker than you're going to lose it. So mm. we need to figure out a plan that works specifically just for you. And for them, it's a lot of it's going to be diet related. And so the training is going to happen and we can easily pace them. For me as a trainer, if they were to do personal training, it would be easier to do that for them to kind of get them into a routine where they're working out maybe four times a week with me or five times a week without ha- having them overdo it. Because I'm going to be talking to them mostly about nutrition. Mm-hmm. Um, or I would even recommend them let you know try out Orange Theory at first, 
But for someone that's trying to lose weight, nutrition is going to be one of the most important things. For someone that's just good with what they eat, like you, that wants to get back into a healthy weight, just pace yourself, find one thing that you love and just kind of take it easy. Yeah. And you'll be able to build into it in more of a healthy manner. Yeah. I heard, I've heard that your muscle memory, if you have, this is what I'm banking on, that if you have been you know, physically fit before that mm-hmm. your muscle memory is like quicker to be like, oh yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred. I'm hoping that's yep. what's gonna happen. <laughs> that kicks in soon. I tell you yeah. that all the time. Yeah, it will. Okay. It will. So you mentioned nutrition. Someone asked, do you agree that for losing weight or maintaining a healthy weight, it is eighty percent diet and twenty percent exercise? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I joke around with my clients. I tell them, hey, girl, it is 90% diet. I don't know what you do when you're not here at the gym with me for this one hour. So you better make sure you're on it. Um, and 10% workout. No, but then that makes me feel like I'm not working, training my clients enough. Yeah. I'm like, I still need business. Come on. Yeah. No. Um, so yeah, 80, 20 for sure. Absolutely. I mean, people have to have a balance. My motto is it's a lifestyle. It's not a diet. It's a lifestyle. So working out and eating the right foods, it's part of your lifestyle. It is not a diet thing that you do for one or two months or six months or this or that. It's something that you have to incorporate into your life. It's something that you have to practice every single day. You have to practice self-discipline, whether that's looking at a piece of bread and saying, no, I'm not going to eat that bread. Or for some people, it might be the sweets. I'm not going to eat that cookie. Or it's I'm going to the gym. I'm disciplining myself to go to the gym, you know? And obviously, best case scenario, you discipline yourself in both areas. But um, 80-20 is a great rule. It's just, can you find that balance of 80-20? Mm-hmm. You know, are you are you good enough to make sure that you're eating the right foods? Which, to be honest, most people aren't, you know? And, and, as, and a lot of it is they don't know what are the good foods. just going to say that, yeah. you know? Even if you think you know, you, you really don't know. Mm-hmm. As much as you could. I mean, looking back at my career years ago, I was like, I know this. I can't, you know, I felt like I, I knew so much. And I am, I'm a different person now. It's crazy the knowledge that I have. It's it's amazing. But but a lot of that I would say comes from personal experience. Mm-hmm. And again, my weight gain from Australia and just kind of like, you know, being able to experience it myself and reading. I love reading. Oh my gosh, reading is most amazing thing out there. And a lot of people don't read about nutrition. They don't, you know, or they don't read. And if they want to know something, they'll just Google it and yeah, it's read the it, first Wikipedia yeah, article. You gotta, you gotta kind of do some, some good research there. Definitely. And I think a lot of people haven't grown up. I have tons of friends who grew up eating SpaghettiOs and hot Cheetos at their home, oh my you know, so they don't, yeah. they literally know no different. Right. I, th- I they think like getting their fruit is getting sunny D. Yes. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't like the sound of that. <laughs> First of all, sanity is terrible. Horrible. Why? Why? What? Anyway, I think a lot of people didn't grow up, you know, in a yeah. healthy household, so they don't even know the difference. Oh, girl. So my mom was a personal trainer, like I mentioned, and my dad was very into fitness, my whole family, right? But uh, <laughs> I was growing up, in my, and, and I mean, don't get me wrong, we had our fair share of bad food. But uh, I would joke around my friends. I'd be like, oh my gosh, all the crackers in my house taste like cardboard. So when I went to my friends' houses as a kid, I would just go crazy. They would have a drawer for like sweets and like fruit roll-ups and everything bad and goldfish crackers. I would just go ham. Yeah. I would honestly eat 
can I have this? Can I have this? Yeah. They're like, yeah, because they don't even like, want it. They don't care. Yeah. And I'm like, I need it all, you know. I kind of felt the same. My oh, mom would I was like hardcore to that. Yeah. 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 Buy healthy cereal and I'd go over to my friends. Yeah. They have fruity pebbles. I'm like, can I have like, these? Can I have this, please? You know, but honestly, I mean, we'll get into nutrition a little bit later, but the more sugar you eat, the more you crave it. If you can stop those sugar cravings, you won't crave it. It's mm-hmm. incredible what the power that you have in your mind and, and how your body I know it sounds crazy, but your body actually knows what to do. Your body knows how to create a human being. Yeah. You do a little bit of work, but your body actually builds it for you. Yeah. I'm at that point where I'm like, holy Ooh, that crap. that is kind of weird. Seriously, your like body that. does it, it for, it for you. you. Yes, I have to eat the right nutrition and I yes, I have to, you know, work out and take care of my body, but my body's actually doing it for me. So it's the same mm-hmm. thing with nutrition. Your body, like they, they say, you know, obviously we crave certain things for a reason. So we'll be craving meat because we need iron, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, we'll get into all the later, but your body yeah. craves. I mean, you kind of talk about that, how your body, you know, it's not, shouldn't be oh, that yeah, complicated. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like, well, I like to put it like food is complicated itself. Like it has all of these different nutrients and it's just like this crazy science. Yeah. But the act of eating should not be complicated. Yeah. Like we've overcomplicated eating and yeah. simplified food where it should be the opposite. Yeah. Well, this is what we've done. We start to, you know, use food for – we eat for pleasure, mm-hmm. right? So instead of, you know, eating to live, yeah. we live to eat. And that's something that I always talk to my clients about. I'm mm-hmm. like, you're – that's – that no. Like we have to change our mindset. You know, it's not about just – living to eat all this food and yeah it's tasty and healthy food is so good yeah it's so good but it's that we, we've turned into the society where we literally eat to live yeah i mean live to eat sorry <laughs> Ruins oh, man. i had it down <laughs> i was, was doing good. so good <laughs> no it was good no for real while we're on the topic of health and bettering yourself i want to quickly talk to you guys about skillshare we've talked about skillshare before Basically, it is an online learning community with over 25,000 classes. There are so many different categories, you guys. There is business, design, and there's even fitness and health classes, which ties perfectly into the episode today. I'm actually looking at my computer screen right now on Skillshare.com, and I see a few options. They have getting started on your fitness journey a yoga for beginners class, and a ton of healthy eating and nutrition classes. I am a huge advocate for Skillshare. I've had a Skillshare account for a very long time, and I think it is a really amazing resource. You can learn a ton of new skills that you didn't even know you wanted to learn because there's so many options. Or you can even just better yourself in a skill that you already have if you're looking to push yourself and learn more. It's also awesome because when you sign up, you get unlimited access to all the classes so you don't have to limit yourself with the amount of classes that you want to take or pay per class or anything like that. So Skillshare is actually offering you beautiful What We Said listeners two months of Skillshare for free. That is right. Two months of unlimited access to over 25,000 classes for free. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash what we said. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash what we said to start your two months now. That is Skillshare.com slash what we said. Go get learning, you guys. Okay, what would you consider overworking at the gym? I mean, you kind of talked about this earlier, but mm. how if someone is maybe on the brink, how would you 
Well, I, I've seen it firsthand, especially with Orange Theory members. They're like, okay, so I explain how we do these voices. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, um, I'm working on Orange Theory three times a week, and I'm doing Pilates twice a week. And I think I want to do spin. What do you think? I'm like, girl, what? Stop yeah, it. Like, calm down. Your body, are you sore? And she's like, oh, yeah, I'm always sore. Well, okay, if you're sore, your body needs a rest. Because mm-hmm. if you're sore constantly, that's a big sign. What a terrible that, life. Girl, people do it all the time because they get addicted to that soreness feeling. Mm. And if they think that they're not sore, they haven't worked out. And again, I get it. I like to be sore too. But being sore all the time, you have to imagine when you work out, you cause microscopic tears in your muscles and your body needs to recover and rebuild from that. And while your body's recovering and rebuilding, you're actually still burning more calories. So what's going on internally with your body, it's so much more than what you think. And so adding on more exercise when you're sore does not give your body adequate time to recover. If I have a client that texts me and she's like, girl, I cannot move my body. I'm like, girl, take the day off. You know, (laughs) I'm that trainer where I'm like, I totally get it. And it's better for you long-term to recover and rest today. Because if you were to work out more, you're just going to get more fatigued. And usually what happens is you actually decrease your immune system. And so Mm -hmm. that can actually cause someone to get more sick. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times what I saw was people that were overtraining were also constantly sick. So their body was not able to recover. Their immune system drops. They're overtraining. They're overworking. And especially if they're not sleeping, then it's just – it will lead to disaster. Yeah, and then eventually it's going to force you to – you're going to have to take a longer break than you even would have because you're – not enjoying it in a health way. Rest. Yeah, and um, absolutely. I mean, for for people that are overtraining and don't know if they're overtraining, that would be the first thing I would test. Would be like, are you sore all the time, or are you tired all the time? Because it is. I mean, I recommend five days to work out a week. Give yourself those two days off. Work out Monday, Tuesday, rest Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, rest. You know, Saturday, something like yeah. that, mm-hmm. right? Whatever, however else it works for your schedule. But I've actually almost always followed that motto, except for, you know, the times where I kind of felt that I was kind of falling back into that mindset that I'm not good enough or skinny enough and whatnot. So, but a lot of people overtrain and don't know they're overtraining, Mm -hmm. you know, especially here's another one. If you're not seeing results, most likely you're overtraining. Oh, that's interesting. And that happens a lot with people that do uh, bodybuilding is, uh, guys or girls that, you know, are working out all the time and they're like, I'm not building muscle. I'm, I don't know what it is, or I'm not losing weight or leaning out enough because they're obsessing about their training. They're working out too much and their body cannot recover. And that time where you recover is magic. You're like, oh my gosh, I have to rest. Well, yeah, take advantage of it. Your body is doing so much work. Just make sure you're eating the right foods yeah, and make sure you're getting enough protein. But, um, for people out there that don't sleep well, you need to be very cautious of how much you're working out mm. because uh, your sleep can be – that could be the reason why you're not sleeping well if you're overtraining. Some people, it's because they don't work out at all, and that's why they, they don't sleep because they actually need to expend that energy that they have. Yeah. But a lot of times, it's people that are overtraining usually tend to have a hard time sleeping. 
Hmm. So I was actually going to ask that. A couple you, of things. Do they there. usually not sleep very well? Yeah, usually. They're kind of amped up all the time. Yeah. Their body's in fight or flight. So I actually feel like I've noticed when I was doing yoga and cardio and HIIT and everything versus when I just did like yoga constantly, I felt like I got saw, saw more results when I was just mm, doing yoga. And totally. I was kind of confused like – Okay, yeah. that's kind of annoying. And you were probably so eating better before. too. Yeah. So that also, that's, I would say that would be like number four, mm-hmm. you know? So that would be, so I'm trying to trace back to what I said. The first one is if you're too sore, you know, you're sore all the time or you're just not feeling recovered. And soreness goes along with injury if you're injuring yourself all the time. The second one yeah. is if you're getting sick, you're feeling like you're sick a lot, you know, and your immune system's kind of dropping. That's probably another sign of, of overtraining. Um, third one, sleep, right? So mm-hmm. if you're not sleeping or if you're just feeling like you're not seeing results, you know, that would be that would be the last one. It's if that's crazy. I've never yeah. thought about that before. Because you're yeah, probably again, if you're working out too much, you're not eating enough. Mm-hmm. You're in such a calorie deficit that your body has nowhere to build. So your body will pull from your muscle. Oh yeah, that does make sense now that you're saying that. Yeah, I mean, it, so it does take your body a while to get to that point, yeah. and it depends on the person. It depends on how much fat you have on your body, which I could talk, you know, a lot about how mm-hmm. that works. And again, we might get into that, but um, yeah, I mean, I think that answers That's the question crazy. pretty good. Definitely, yeah. very thorough. What is your best advice for people? This is also a commonly asked question: who want to lose weight in a certain area, for example, their thighs, their lower belly. A lot of people say, I want to get that rid of that lower pooch. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> well, you can't. So, no, I'm just <laughs> yeah, kidding. Just laugh. <laughs> no, I laugh because uh, you can't spot train areas mm-hmm. specifically. You can't say, okay, I only want to lose fat here or I only want to gain fat in my butt. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Okay. Yeah. Um, let me can look I at move your the genetics. Fat from here to here. Oh, you can. You <laughs> definitely can. That's called surgery. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, which, yeah, oh, man, this world, I'm telling you. <laughs> so, yeah, it doesn't necessarily work that way. Now, it, it can in, in a certain way. And I sometimes talk with an Australian accent sometimes. I'll say, it can. And I don't know, it's weird. So Her boyfriend's country, Australian. Say, yeah. Well, he's, he's actually kind of – he's more English. But so I say kind of English stuff sometimes. That's funny. Yeah, my friends sometimes hear me say it. So, But anyway, so I ask clients a question. I say, hey – when you look at yourself in the mirror, and again, I I tell them I don't want this to be like image based because I'm very I'm very much that trainer where I'm like I want you to feel confident in your own skin, and it's very important for you to love the way you look, you know, absolutely. But love yourself during all phases. I'll love yourself during those phases when you're losing weight, when you're gaining weight, how, whatever is going on in your body, it all starts in your mind. Your mindset's mm-hmm. so important. But anyway, I'll say if you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, okay, I just you know I my arms are a little flabby. My butt is, you know, it needs to be up a little bit. So I'll, I'll ask him these questions because it's very important for me to know as a trainer where we need to work more. And of course, when I do weight training with my clients, that weight training is going to help them build that muscle. And when you start building muscle, you actually burn fat, right? So you're actually going to be burning more fat when you build more muscle. And so absolutely, you can tighten up those arms. Absolutely, we can tighten up your glutes. But I can't just say, that's only where you're going to lose it or that's only where you're going to gain it, for example, for mm-hmm. a guy, right? It's going to be full body. And that's what you would want anyway. You got to be working everything out. For a lot of clients that want to focus more on their glutes, I'll train them hard glutes at least twice a week. But then the other days we work other parts of their body because that's mm-hmm. also very, very important. For your core, everyone knows this, abs are made in the kitchen. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. 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 But 
at the same time, yeah, crunches are definitely beneficial. Now, the only reason why you can't see your abs is because you have a layer of fat covering them. Mm-hmm. Because everyone has abs, you know? People are like, I don't have abs. I'm like, you actually do. You have, you know, just because you can't see your bicep doesn't mean you don't have that muscle. Mm-hmm. Just because you can't see your abs. So, like, yes, they are there. And, yes, if you cut out the sugar, cut out the alcohol, and cut out those processed foods and those processed carbs – I bet we'll get you to a point where you can see those abs. Every, anything's possible, you know? Mm. Totally. You see people that come from 300 pounds overweight and they can get down and they can get surgery to get the skin removed and you can see their abs. It's yeah. incredible. That is incredible. So can you explain hit training versus cardio versus weight training? I feel like my voice just went down 10 <laughs> octaves. <clears throat> She's getting my sexy voice. <laughs> <laughs> just the different types of training and who should do what kind of training? If you're trying to lose weight, what should you do? If you're trying to build muscle, that yeah. kind of stuff. Um, so HIT training, that is high-intensity interval training. So HIT training is awesome. I'm going to relate this a little bit back to Orange Theory and then take it away from Orange Theory. Okay. Because I love Orange Theory, but I'm also, you know, I don't work there anymore. I don't st- want to give them any more business. <laughs> <laughs> right, no. I still would recommend it to people. Um but I don't fully agree with their style of training as far as um, really getting people results that they want, okay? So to get into that a little bit, HIIT training, high-intensity interval training. So basically what that means is you're working at a level to get your body into an anaerobic zone. So anaerobic means that you are in oxygen debt. doesn't mean that you're not breathing. It just means that you're breathing a lot harder, so you're actually not getting full deep breaths, so that's going to be – That just made me take like a very deep breath. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be running a lot faster on a treadmill or running at an incline. It can be cycling faster. It can be doing jump squats or, you know, sprints or jumping jacks, you know. So it doesn't matter what it is as long as you're working in your anaerobic zone. So you're within a higher um, percentage of your heart rate max. So aerobic is steady state cardio. So aerobic, you're – you know, regular breathing, but you're still working out, but it's still more aerobic. So when you get into your anaerobic zone and at Orange Area, they call it the orange zone, whatever. So that is actually getting you into a point where your body has to work harder later to recover from that oxygen debt. It's awesome. It's beautiful. It's brilliant. What it is, is your body actually has to basically burn more calories later on to recover from your oxygen debt, if that makes sense. Mm, Let's try to explain it in the most simplest, non-scientific way. Yeah. So does that make sense though? Yeah, Yeah. I'm following. Yeah. So um, again, doesn't matter what it is you're doing to get into HIIT training, but that's kind of where you want to be. With HIIT, they recommend they as in, you know, I don't know, they, whatever, they, the people, the The fitness gods. Yeah. Um, We, I, I can say I, um, I recommend 20 minutes of hit high intensity interval training. Uh, You can't really last longer than that. So, so in, for me, like my favorite way to do hit is I'll do sprints and I, you know, like to do them outside, but ideally really it happens on the treadmill and I can see my pace and I'll sprint for a minute and then I'll bring it down to recover for a little bit and then I'll sprint for, you know, 30 seconds, bring it down. So it's just really trying to keep your heart rate elevated as much as you can and not giving yourself too much recovery. So when you say 20 minutes, you mean every time you work out or like a few times a week or what oh, are we talking? Oh, well, I would recommend HIIT training 
like twice a week. It depends on the person, depends on the client and what their goals are. But obviously cardio is really good for your heart. It's really good for your lungs. It's really good for your head, your endorphins, all that good rush. So Mm -hmm. um, I, I mean, honestly, I don't do cardio. And like I said, when I do hit, you know, if I'm like, oh, I'm going to go do some cardio, yeah. <laughs> which doesn't happen very much for me because I I like to tell people that you don't need any cardio to lose weight because that's the truth. Mm-hmm. But if they like to do it, then I'll say, I recommend to do cardio like this. And if I have clients that want to lose weight faster, then I'll have them train with me three times a week, just strictly weight training. I'll say, okay, I recommend maybe doing one day of HIIT. Or if we train twice a week, let's do two days of HIIT training outside of here. So that's kind of how I pair it up. But yeah, that's that's hit steady states, just the basic regular steady state. Weight training, obviously, that's where, you know, I'm all about the weight training. That's how I lost my 25 pounds from Australia. I didn't do any cardio. I just did weight training and I cleaned up my diet, stopped drinking, took out the processed foods. Weight was dropping off me like crazy. It was, it was amazing. And it was all discipline. It was all discipline. So weight training is extremely important because that's also going to give you that you know, same, not, I wouldn't say result because obviously cardio is just cardio. You're not working your muscles, right? But with weight training, you're also going to be burning calories later on. So with weight training, you're actually causing damage to your muscles, right? So your muscles have to recover. Like I mentioned, again, very important that you sleep. So this can happen while you sleep. And so your body actually has to burn a lot more calories. So you burn 500 calories in uh, a weight training session. You're going to burn like another 500 to a thousand calories after that. So very important. And if people come to me and they're like, hey, how do I lose fat? That's it. They just want to drop fat. I'm like, okay, hey, do you like cardio? (laughs) They're like, oh my God, I hate cardio. And I'm like, then let's, let's let's not do cardio right now. Let's build up to adding your cardio in. Because like I said, it will get them to the results faster. Absolutely. Wait, weight training will get them to the cardio. 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 Yeah, absolutely. But the weight training is going to be very, very beneficial. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you watch Biggest Loser, people that are, again, 300 pounds, what are they doing? They're pushing sleds. They're lifting weights. They're working their muscles. They're Mm -hmm. not just running all day long. And running is – it can be very hard on your body and your joints too. So, yeah, weight training, and then I'd tell them to add in the cardio. For someone that's focusing probably – more on, um, I would say trying to shred and get lean, but also have like lean toned muscle mass. Then I would tell them to do like the 20 minutes hit with heavy weight training. People that are trying to lose weight, I'd probably recommend more cardio. Mm -hmm. So if they can do 20 minutes hit, 20 minutes steady state or something like that. Right. Or again, it's just, it really depends on the client and where they're at. I might say 40 minutes, three times a week. Yeah. So something like that too just depends. It's like a combo of everything, I feel like. But you, you've you told me too, it's like people love to overcomplicate it when mm-hmm. really, you know, they're like, I just can't lose weight. I just want to lose weight. And it's like, it is, it's actually, I mean, it's not, I'm not, don't want to say it's easy, but right. it's easy. You guys. Like, it's it's easy, so easy. Duh. Just put the pizza down. <laughs> just put the pizza down, you guys. <laughs> yeah, kidding. we just, we ate a whole pizza before. Before we, they worked out with me tonight. Yeah. And they weren't going to eat after, which we're going to talk about pre and post diet (laughs) after. They were like, oh, let's just do this podcast. I said, no, we need to eat food. So I'm glad you mentioned it, actually, (laughs) because I'm excited for the smoothie. Yeah, Leif's picking up some Some people just forget to eat. I get it. I've been there before, but no, 
No, no. Yeah, I'm going to say forgetting to eat has never been a problem. (laughs) (laughs) It really is an issue for me. Yeah, you and life. Okay, well, let's talk about that then. So what should you eat before and after a workout and how long before and how long after all that good stuff? So this is actually a bit controversial. And um, I'm going to talk about what's more recent in studies because that's obviously – you know, it's more recent. People have done better research to find mm-hmm. out what is better to eat before and after. Because obviously you have your protein, your carbs, and your fat. So as far as how long to eat before your workout, you got to give yourself at least an hour and a half. Okay. Um, can I say really fast? I you thought- ate pizza 20 minutes before. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that is also true. But oh, I will man. say at the beginning when, I, when we first started training, mm-hmm. I was eating – a full-on breakfast, like I don't, I can't even think of what at the moment, but I would eat a full-on breakfast and then probably 30 minutes later, go work out, maybe 45 minutes. And I would get so, I would feel so nauseous during the workout that, and you remember I would have to, and I I still occasionally get weird things, but I would literally have to, I would literally have to sit down and be like, I'm going to throw up. Sorry. I was like, girl, what's going on? And you're like, what are you? I was like, you're anemic. (laughs) Yeah. And then, and then she's like, maybe don't eat before yeah. because I would train earlier. So I would just drink some water and not even too much water. Training went a million times better. Yeah. I don't know if it's like that for everyone or oh, if they just everyone's need. Everyone's different. Yeah. But I was I personally shocked. love to train fasted in the mornings. Obviously, yeah. if I'm going to work out in the afternoon, I'm going to be eating. Yeah. But um, that is something that I've built into. I started doing intermittent fasting Oh, that might be a little bit of a good topic too. I was actually just about to ask you about intermittent yeah, fasting. Yeah, so we'll get there. Well, okay, I'll stop. I'll stop that, and we'll we'll cut back to that later. Yeah. And as soon as you bring it up, I'll remember what I was going to say. So, getting back to eating before a workout, everyone is different. Yeah. Everyone is the things people are like. Oh, I need to eat carbs before my workout because carbs give me energy. Well, no, because you probably had carbs in your dinner time meal. So if you're working out in the morning, you're going to use those carbs you ate for dinner, and you're probably going to use the fat storage that you have too. Obviously, your body will take from carbs first. So people that want to lose weight and everyone's saying, oh, decrease your carbs. Yeah, that's actually super important because what happens, not too much, we want to slowly take you off, kind of do some carb cycling, but it's very important because your body stores your carbs in your fat, right? People say that. So obviously sugar, that's what carbs convert to. And that's where you start increasing fat, right? So what happens is your body has to pull from the carbs readily available. So it's going to pull from your carbs you ate last night. And it's going to pull from the meal of carbs you had another day, or it's going to pull. And so what happens is if you get to a point where you've been in a carb deficit, so you haven't had carbs for like a week, now your body will start tapping into fat. But your body does take that long. Depends on how overweight you are as well. The more fat you have on your body, the more your body's gonna have to pull from those that like readily available carb source first. So people that are not working out that eat a lot of carbs are just putting on the weight. Like I'm not I'm not against carbs. I don't want it to sound like that. Mm-hmm. It's very important that you eat the right carbs. Obviously, we're talking about the good ones like the sweet potatoes, the oatmeal, the brown rice, white rice is good too, that kind of stuff, not the, you know, pasta yeah. and the bread and <laughs> I the pizza. I think when people hear carbs, they think if bread. they don't know, they think bread and crackers, but it's like there's – that's not yeah. the definition Complex of carbs, carbs, simple carbs. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff out there too. Mm-hmm. But what has been in, in research recently is actually talking about how it's very important to – not have carbs before your workout and let your body pull from that fat storage or your readily available carbs mm-hmm. you've already had. 
and you should be fine. People are freaking out that they're not going to have enough energy. And again, it is, it depends on the person. Let them test it out first. But that's why very important, you know, good meal before you work out, you want to have higher like fat. So I would say protein and fat. So for breakfast, eggs and avocado, Mm -hmm. you got your fat, you got your protein. Very, very good. Your body's going to want that for your workout. But having like a big slice of toast, you know, is, yeah, that's fine. And yeah, your body's going to try to use that for your workout. But if your goal is weight loss, then that's not going to be the best Mm -hmm. option. I mean, that makes complete sense. But that's exactly what you want to refill your body with after. So skip the fat after your workout and do the protein and carbs. So then that's when you have your chicken with sweet potato. So people have have it completely backwards. Usually. Most people want all their carbs before, but you want it afterwards. Because with a weight training session, now you're working your muscles. Now your muscles need to be refueled. Carbs will go into your muscles, glycogen. It'll go in and it'll refuel your muscles that you just worked. So that's why it's important to have uh, carbs right after your workout. Okay, so what are a few great post-workout things that you would eat? So – I am a firm believer in eating all like your meals as much as you can and not drinking them. Obviously, if you're running around town, definitely get yourself a protein shake, 100%. And if you're, you know, trying to build some muscle and or bulk, or even if you're just trying to like get lean, but you still want to build muscle, then I, you know, you throw some oats in there and just blend it up or do a protein shake and you don't have to have carbs. It depends on the person. Yeah. But um, like if you're trying to lose weight, I would say you want to stick with minimal carbs, right? right? But people that are definitely doing weight training, they want to make sure they're getting those carbs in. So an ideal meal would be chicken with some, you know, sweet potato. Or you can do red meat, any sort of red meat that you like. I'm always a firm believer in grass-fed red meat, nothing grain-fed. So grass-fed, um, you know, if you'd want – beef, bison, steak, ribeye, whatever it is. And you have that with, I don't know, you can have that with sweet potato. You can have that with rice. You can do whatever. And the thing that's good about carbs too is it definitely helps with your digestion. Hmm. So it helps digest things a lot better. So if you don't have good digestion, you have leaky gut, start adding some more rice into your diet. That'll start helping you out a little bit. Good My voice know. is getting shaky because yeah. it's late. I'm usually asleep at this <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah. Mama's got to go to bed. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. Okay, so let's talk about intermittent fasting because my yeah. dad has – my dad's a health nut, has been a health nut, hasn't had sugar. The worst thing I've ever seen him eat is French fries <laughs> one time wow. on a road trip. He's like the most self-disciplined person. Still to this day, works out every morning at 4.30. Like I don't know where he came from. He's a different breed. Yeah, he sure. is a different breed. Can um, do like 60 Is he overtraining? Pull-ups. No, he actually isn't. He well, he's old now, so okay. Well, sorry, Dad, not that old. <laughs> but he he used to be a wrestler, so like oh. that kind of built in his discipline. He's just a very disciplined person all around. I don't, I really don't know where he came from, but he's very into health and fitness and all that stuff. So he's always on the next like the newest research. So he yeah. found intermittent isn't fasting. Isn't that crazy though? There's all this new, all, new research always. all the time. That's mm-hmm. why it's like. Back in the day, they said, oh, have margarine and canola oil. It's like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) Take that out right now, (laughs) people. If if you are listening and you (laughs) use canola oil or margarine, uh -uh. uh-uh. Not happening. Girl or guy, get on some avocado oil or or olive oil. And butter is great. 
Get on that butter. Butter's <laughs> so good for you. Yeah. Okay. That's so funny. Go ahead. Well, yeah, he's just always I know because he tells me every single day because I love hearing about it and he's constantly listening to stuff. Anyways, so about I actually told him about intermittent fasting probably a year and a half or two years ago. But this was in the midst of my <laughs> the depths of my eating disorder. So it was not a good time for me to do intermittent fasting because it wasn't really intermittent. But he started researching it more and like finding out all of the awesome benefits. So I want to get your opinion on intermittent fasting. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, when my, first of all, can you guys tell us what intermittent fasting is? Oh, yes. Fast intermittently. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, some people can do different types of fasting. Yeah. So it kind of just depends. But um, you basically fast for a certain window of time, right? So technically the best way to do it and I might be biased, but the best way to do it is you have your last meal at, you know, seven o'clock at night, six o'clock at night. I don't know. And then you're sleeping for a majority of your fast. You're asleep. Mm -hmm. So that's good. You wake up. You don't eat. You wait until 12 o'clock or one o'clock to have your first meal. So and you, 24 you can hour kind fast of, or something. I don't yeah. know. You can cut 24 hours. You can, well, technically. Some people sorry, do 24 though. 12 hour 12 fasting. Hour. Okay. Because I was going to say, you can kind of pick whatever window of eating or something like that. Window works for you, right? Like if you're like, oh, I want to start at 10 a.m. and end at 6. Yeah. Like that would be okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I was going to get into, sorry, 24 because I, I do a lot of like full day fasting or two day mm-hmm. fasting or three day fasting. Okay. So not anymore, guys. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> I am eating all the freaking time. Yeah. Trust me. Oh, it's two. great. No, that's not. She hates that's that. Myth, no, but yeah, you do have to eat more though. That's for sure. So yeah, intermittent fasting is awesome. Uh, back in the day, back in the day as in like five years ago when I started doing it, people were so against it, very against it. And Breakfast I had, is the most important meal of the I day. I know. It's such a myth. Mm-hmm. I had great success with it. I, you're, I'm still eating everything I normally would eat. It's not like I was cutting out breakfast. I was still eating. I would eat my breakfast sometimes at 12 o'clock when I would break my fast. But when you first wake up in the morning, you obviously haven't eaten the whole time you've been sleeping. So if you've been sleeping for seven, eight hours, you haven't eaten any food, right? And then maybe your dinner was even two hours before that. So that's like nine hours where you haven't eaten any food. So now it's like push yourself to that 12 hours. So you like you know, hold yourself accountable to not eating any food for those three hours. Again, they say you can have black coffee. I recommend not having anything and, and just I feel like you would go haywire a ton of water. So at first, it takes a while to get used to. With, with coffee. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, for me, I was like, there is no way I can go without breakfast. I'm a breakfast girl. That mm-hmm. is what I do. I eat breakfast. And so that was what got me into not eating before I worked out. And I just started having the best workouts. I felt the best when I was doing that. But women, it can mess with your hormones a little bit. You have to be careful. You do not do this every day. If you're going to mess around with intermittent fasting, it's one of the best ways to kind of kickstart your metabolism because those couple hours where you're awake and you're not eating, your body is going to be pulling extra fat. They say you burn 20 to 30% more fat during that time frame, that, that window of time where you're not eating. So that's why intermittent fasting is so cool. But again, if you're doing it all the time, if you're doing anything too much, it's not a good thing, mm-hmm. right? So same thing with intermittent fasting. So I probably did three times a week. So not every single day. Again, you have to be careful you don't because some people are like, oh my gosh, I'm losing so much weight. Yeah. I'm going to do this like every, you know, every days. day. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, definitely want to make sure that you're pacing yourself with that. And then again, like guys, research. It's not hard. Research, just you spend time on Instagram looking at other people's stuff usually feeling bad about yourself. Hopefully that's not the case with, 
you know, the people you follow, hopefully they're giving you motivation because um, I know JC does. Oh, um, that's why I love you. <laughs> um, but really, you know, it's, it's hard. Instagram is a very, very scary thing. So just take that time you'd put on Instagram to put into some research for yourself. If you have a question about something, look it up. It doesn't take very long, you know? So if you're curious about intermittent fasting, look it up first because what I'm telling you might be different than what you feel like you need to do for yourself. Mm-hmm. And you always have to listen to your body and listen to how how you feel. I've gone up to four days, no food, um, wow. just water fasting. I did it earlier this year and it was incredible. It mm-hmm. was such an amazing experience. And it's really, really good for your your digestive tract to give it a rest. And your, your body actually goes about it healing yourself and killing damaged cells. So it's really incredible. I started obviously with intermittent fasting. I eventually did one day fast. I'm talking about fasting every couple months, maybe. So I would do one day fast every six months. So I'm not talking about fasting all the time. No, yeah. no, no, no. You need as much nutrients as you can get. But I did the one, the four day fasting just one time this year. And it was just, it was truly incredible. And you have to really be careful. Like if that's something you're like, you know what, my body probably needs a break and I'm mm-hmm. a bit overweight and whatnot. How do you get into that? Research it as much as you can. Cause you got to start with like intermittent fasting. Then eventually a couple weeks later, try one day yeah. and then you really have to pace yourself into it. But it's amazing. If you look up the benefits of fasting, it's incredible what's out there. Yeah, it really is. My dad always says too, especially if you're sick. Oh, yeah. Most people, when they're sick, they think they have to eat all these things to make them healthier. And he's like, no, just let your, let body, your body heal itself. Heal. Again, your body, yeah, your mm-hmm. body will go about and do what it needs to do. And it really isn't that hard. I mean, to skip breakfast per se, like I also was a breakfast person, but it really is not that hard. And also, anytime I've ever done a 24-hour water fast, you get so much stuff done because mm. you're not eating. It's insane. I was like, oh my god. So you've gosh. done that too. I have, yeah. yeah. Like I'm very productive. Oh, yeah, I seriously. Have so much time. Mm-hmm. I've never weird. done three days, but. Oh, I don't know. My boyfriend has four. done seven, so it's incredible. <gasps> oh, yeah. my goodness. Well, if you think about, I mean, this is what my dad always tells me too, is like you think about cavemen times. Oh, yeah. They didn't eat for days. Exactly. They had to go hunt. Like it's, our bodies are not used to eating every couple hours. Oh, our bodies are, I mean, really it's better to have less meals throughout the day mm-hmm. and it's better to not snack at all mm-hmm. no snacks i mean i'm all about snacking right now i need you know if i go a couple hours out eating i, I definitely feel a bit nauseous and queasy uh-huh. so i'm like all right i need my rice cake with some avocado you know tomato and some lemon pepper that's like that my so go to snack good right <laughs> yeah. now but um with with that being said it's it's important that obviously you know you're having three to four solid meals a day mm-hmm. with no snacking in between. Because if you just continue to snack all day long, you're not giving your digestive tract any rest and your body needs to go about and start digesting the food you yeah. had. And then again, elevate your metabolism. So you just, it's you just got to be good to your body. Mm-hmm. You got to be good to it. your body. How often should you work out if you're pregnant? And do your, pre- do your workouts need to change a lot? Yeah. So I love I'm so excited I can talk about this. I'm so excited. It's so cool. So again, listen to your body. I'll be honest. I have not really worked out for the last like eight weeks. As a trainer, I'm moving all day long. So yes, I'm moving equipment around. Yes, I'm demoing exercises for clients. It's very important, especially during your first trimester to make sure you're getting enough exercise as far as walking, like 
walk a mile or so or give yourself a nice walk outside and just get yourself moving because it's very important for the lymphatic system and for your circulatory system and for, again, your head and your endorphins just to get your body moving but not overdoing it and listening to your body. Most women are very nauseous in their first trimester. Um, Most women don't know they're pregnant for a while as well. So you have to just kind of be careful. For me, doing regular weight training is not going to be a problem at all. I'm actually really excited to to start working out. And I did actually two nights ago, I was able to do some leg workouts, but I'm pacing myself like crazy and just kind of listening to my body because I know that there's a lot of, you know, they call it round ligament pain where you're feeling like cramps, but it's basically, you know, your ligaments are expanding and your, your rib cage has to expand. And there's a lot of amazing things that happen and your body's doing a lot of changes and it's prepping for this baby. So you have to make sure you're not overdoing it in the gym. If you're trying to get pregnant as well. It's very important that you're pacing yourself and you're not overdoing it and that you're 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 still able to make progress in the gym, but your mindset is not towards obviously a specific goal. When you're pregnant, you got to let your body do its thing um, and give it all the nu- nutrients you can. I mean, this is your one opportunity to give this this baby, this person, this human being an optimal life. So why not do everything you can to eat the right foods, to give yourself all the nutrients, to stay healthy, to stay fit, to work out? And they obviously say, you know, women that are very fit have easier pregnancies. They work on their pelvic floor. It's a lot easier for them to push this baby out than it is for women that don't work out at all. I've heard that a lot. And I've had friends who have had that experience where they've had three pregnancies and for the last one they were, they were you know, they had two babies and they got in shape and worked out through their entire pregnancy and their third baby, they were like, okay, that was a breeze compared to my last two. Like labor, recovery, everything was so much easier. Yeah. So I believe it. And for me, I think I've been been a little lucky because I haven't been too nauseous. And honestly, I looked this up before I got pregnant because I was very curious because I do have some clients. I have clients, all my clients are trying to get pregnant really. But um, I had a client that was pregnant and I was doing some research at the time, they say that a lot of the nausea can be caused from eating too much sugar. Mm, So that's why you end up getting really bad morning sickness. Again, this is something that I heard and I I looked up and everyone says different things. Um, And it's not like when you're pregnant to expect to be nauseous all the time because it's so different for so many women. So don't like expect that you're going to have all these problems. But uh, I've noticed that for me, I've obviously cut back sugar to nothing, you know, during the holidays. So I was like, okay, I can't have that. Okay, okay, I can, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't perfect. I'm not going to be perfect, of course. It's Christmas. Yeah. So, but I've noticed that um, by decreasing sugar intake, that's, that's definitely helped with the nausea, like to a point where I'm, I'm feeling great. I feel really really good. Yeah. And obviously as far as like working out, you know, you have to be careful with doing sit-ups and crunches and doing a lot of stuff with your core because a lot of things are going on. So I advise people that are pregnant to make sure they're doing like pelvic floor exercises. I can't show that to you guys. I'm like trying to do it as I (laughs) look it up though. Yes, exactly. Do your kegels. Yeah. There you go. That's what you got to do. Okay, so why do you think it's worth it to get a personal trainer? And we'll talk about other options to end this, but why is it worth it in your opinion? So I'm not biased about this, no. (laughs) But for real, it is, oh man, if I had a personal trainer, if I wasn't into like working out myself, oh, it would absolutely change my life. And I 
recommend it for everyone, even if they even kind of remotely think that they know what they're doing in the gym. They probably don't, and they're probably not even pushing themselves as far as they could. Personal trainers know your limit way more than you do. I mean, I don't even know my own limit. When I work out with my boyfriend, I'm like, wow, I can't believe I just did that. Or wow, I worked out so much harder than I would have if I was by myself. Mm -hmm. Totally. So you have to look at it this way. And I explain this to people all the time. You spend your money now in life on your health, and you're not going to spend thousands of dollars in the hospital when you're sick. True. And so, you, if you look at it that way, it's 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 you know obviously it makes sense. Like why why would you even risk that? Because your health is everything to you, everything. And that's what I've said too. Because, I mean, when we were looking into getting a personal trainer, I'm like, I'd rather spend money because it can be pricey. Yeah. And I'm like, I'd rather spend money on my health than on new purses yeah. or shoes. Like, And I, your health is your mm-hmm. mind. Yeah, it's everything. It's, your, it's, it's everything. You, we work out and you're like 10 times more productive that day yeah. than you would have been the day you didn't work out. 100%. Therapy too. Oh, yeah. Okay, one more thing I wanted to – I forgot to mention this as a um, question I was going to ask earlier, but I want to briefly cover a lot of people said they just do not have the motivation mm. to work out. And I wanted to share something that I had read in a book. Insert personal trainer for motivation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because I think that's very common that people, oh, yeah. they don't want it bad enough. It's like, oh, yeah, I want to lose weight. And they just kind of, it's all talk, but they don't really, really, really want it bad enough yeah. because it's well, like. Well, for some people, their image is, they, that's just it. Just, like, they don't care. Yeah. And that's actually, you know, that's, there might be people that are too far on the other side of the spectrum. You know, that are like really almost like don't care though. Like literally don't care at all. And it's like, okay, you know, you need to care a little bit about Mm -hmm. the way you look. Yeah. Because it's your health. Yeah. It's everything. Yeah. So he was saying in the book, it's subtle art of not giving a. Oh yeah. Beep. uh, He said that he thought he wanted something, but it turns out he didn't. He said, I thought I wanted to be a musician, but then I realized that I wanted the result and not the struggle. Oh. And he said, I like that. I wanted the result, not the progress. I was in love with the victory and not the fight. Oh, yeah. Well, isn't everyone? Yeah. But he's saying, like, the people who love the struggle of the gym are the ones who get fit. Like, mm. because you kind of have to or, fall in love with the process. Or they're the ones that are the most vain. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. That's true. I but, see a lot of that. Mm-hmm, but yeah. he's he's basically saying that. Our struggles determine our successes. Like working out and getting yeah. fit, it's not necessarily easy. It's right. not It's not like every day. And Chelsea wrote a really awesome blog post about this, about motivation oh, that I think you guys should all read. So go to chelseajade.com. Thank you. And go to her blog section. It really is so good because it's kind of, we've heard this quote a million times that you don't, what is it? You don't have motivation. You do, mo- or what is it? I don't know. Okay. Well, well I was I just basically, I basically just said motivation is crap because- Personally, I'm someone who gets very excited about things and I want I talk about it. I'm like, oh my gosh, this oh, is my yeah. new passion. And I'm saying I get confused between or people confuse passion for motivation. So when they their motivation, quote unquote, is gone, they think I'm just not passionate anymore. Oh girl. And then it's like I, I've done things and I'm like, I'm so motivated. I'm, I'm so passionate. And then I kind of just get out of it in a month. And I'm like, I'm it's well, just people, not my passion. Yeah. And people with working out, they go on yellow. You only live once, so these hot Cheetos are life. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and it's not like every every day you go to the gym, 
you are just whistling, so excited <laughs> yeah, to go. Skipping to the gym. Skipping to the gym. And then and Jacey, even- you definitely are. <laughs> I see her and she ta- she runs into the gym every day with yeah, a, she with a smile to on the her gym face. This- Today. She doesn't see me enough. That's why. We need to train more. Because <laughs> I miss you. She ran, it um, was raining and me and Leif were walking behind JC and, and she runs in the gym and the door slams <laughs> in front of me and Leif and Leif's like, Sorry. how polite. <laughs> okay. But for people that aren't like you. <laughs> yeah. No, but really it's like, and, and even Chelsea, you kind of mentioned this in your blog post, even sometimes after you work out, like me, I'm not saying you don't feel good because I think working out always feels pretty good, but it's not like you're I don't know. You're not always going to have just the best attitude right. about it. Yeah. But it's about discipline. Oh, yeah. yeah. But the most – the beauty comes from the discipline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you can – I'm talking about discipline looking at food too. When you yeah. can look at that cookie and you're telling that cookie, I'm not going to eat you because I don't want you. My body is – amazing things tend mm-hmm. to happen. Yeah. You end up having control and discipline in all areas of your life. Yeah. And that's what the most beautiful thing is about training as well. As I, When you start working out – and you start becoming confident, especially in what you do and the way you look, and and it's obviously not not vain and it, it's not prideful. Then that will give you confidence and discipline in every area of your life. Mm-hmm. I think so when true. you look at, at discipline as nourishment instead of punishment, oh yeah, that's when it becomes something that benefits you. I love you. that. Yeah, I love that. Chelsea's my little author. That's beautiful. Thank you. Okay, so. If someone cannot afford a personal trainer, this was also maybe one of the most asked questions. Yeah. Um, what would you suggest in terms of accountability, programs they can do? I know you have stuff yeah. that you can offer them. But first, maybe let's start with, I mean, is it best to get someone to go with so you're accountable? Like, what are some tips? Yeah. Obviously, having a workout buddy is huge. Yeah. And that person will hold you accountable to your workouts. That's what a trainer does, too. They hold you accountable. I mean, you're just paying a trainer, so obviously – you don't want your money to go to waste. That's one mm-hmm. of the main reasons. So that's obviously very, very good. Um, if you like the one-on-one kind of setting better and you need that extra attention, I would ask your trainer or look for a trainer or trainers and see if any of them do like semi-private training, which I do as well to help people with cost. So that means like two people in a session. So you can even bring a friend or I can pair you up with someone or maybe even three people in that hour as well. Cause you're still going to get that like one-on-one, not as much, um, which some people even like better because obviously with just one-on-one, that person's watching everything you do. So some, yeah. some people don't like that. Some people love it. They can do eight reps instead of 10. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I can count from across the room with my eyes shut. So. Oh, shoot. I'll know. Yeah. <laughs> I count I count the movements. I can see you. Um, but yeah, so find a trainer. If, that, if, the, if you're still like, I really still want a trainer, look into that route first. If you're very new to fitness, I don't recommend just buying a program online. Because you're going to be so confused. Mm-hmm. You're going to be looking at that thing like A plus B equals what? Mm-hmm. You know, it's very. it can be very confusing. If you are familiar with exercise and working out and you're familiar with the gym setting, online programs are awesome. And you can even do that with a person, with a friend of yours. So I totally recommend those. I have those up on my website. Those are great. I have at-home programs as well, which are – it's my programs. I mean, honestly, my sister and I worked so hard for like – months on these programs. And we even designed them ourselves. We didn't hire anyone to do it. So we put in like blood, sweat, and tears for these programs. And we've actually had a couple girls win their bikini competitions from our programs, just following our online programs, which is amazing. amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So cool. So, and we've obviously done them ourselves too. So we know that they work, but 
But regardless of those two, yes, I'll still give Orange Theory some props or any group training. There's plenty of those. I mean, there's people probably listening that aren't in California. So any sort of like, well, Orange Theory Orange Theory, yeah, Sorry. I was going to say. Orange yeah. Theory is in Arizona. I was going to name too. like all the others. And then I was like, well, none of those are anywhere else. But. Yeah. <laughs> so Orange Theory, we'll just stick with that. They should give me some. Uh, you know. Yeah, they should sponsor this episode. <laughs> yeah, kind of Orange Theory. So yeah, it's awesome. It's really, really good to jumpstart you into your fitness journey. And it's not in, it might be intimidating the first day, but you'll get over that right away. And it's, it is still very, it's enough, it's enough um, hands-on and one-on-one to feel like you're getting your money's worth. I I can, oh yeah, for that. And I mean, almost, I mean, I have so many clients that came from Orange Theory that train with me now. Majority of my clients were Orange Theory members. I said, hey, you know, it's, this doesn't get me what I want anymore. Yes. I initially lost some weight, but I really want to weight train more. I really want to work on these areas and tighten up and tone up more, whatever the case is. Can we do personal training? I'm like, absolutely. It's a, that's, let's do it. And, you know, I've had clients that have had way more success with just personal training than group training. So get that, give that a go, see how it goes. Be aware of if you're not having success anymore. Some people go just for the mm. the headspace. They go just to like get out of their own head to work out. But most people will hit a plateau. And so with any group training, that's going to happen. I think that's what I was going to get to earlier too. That'll happen. It's it's the design of the workout. Eventually, you're still pretty much doing the same stimulus. So with the trainer, they are able to change that up every couple months for you and work into the different phases of training, whether that's hypertrophy, building muscle and hit or whatever it is for you, whatever your goal is. So those would definitely be my 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 options for everyone. Yeah. Well, and then also, don't you think just if you literally have zero dollars? Yeah. I mean, I YouTube. think just looking up YouTube Absolutely. workout videos, Instagram, mm-hmm. tons of people post Instagram. YouTube it. And there's so, yeah, there's so much out there. So many resources. It's just, it goes back to that D word, discipline. Do, do you have it? Do you have that time? Do you want it? Yeah. Do you want it enough too? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it, I, I will say this. It's very important that if you do have a goal and you're getting into the gym and you're ready to do this thing, that you find a nutrition plan that works for you as well. That is in conjunction with your fitness goal Mm -hmm. because they go hand in hand. They go hand in hand way more than you think. Yes, you can just change your diet and lose weight. Yes, you can just only change your fitness and start working out and lose weight, but you do both. And I'm telling you, you're going to be way ahead of the game. Totally. Okay. So Tell everyone where they can find you, what your Instagram is, also how they can find your program. Yeah, how they can find your programs, your at home programs or whatever else. Yeah. Okay. So my website, my sister and I are actually business partners. My website is goldiesquats.com. So cute. Love so that. Goldie Squats. Actually, my 16 year old client who is a pop star. Um, I'll give her a little shout out. Skylar Stecker. If you haven't heard of her music, go check her out. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. She's incredible. She was one that came up with the name. She's like, can I have 20%? And I said, I'll take 20% of your company too. <laughs> um, so goldiesquats.com. Our Instagram is goldie underscore squats. How do you spell goldie squats? Yeah. So G-O-L-D-I-E-S-Q-U-A-T-S. Okay. okay. Yeah. And then um, I actually have a, my private Instagram that I do a lot of work with as well. It's just my name, Kelsey Reinert. 
K-E-L-S-E-Y-R-E-I-N-E-R-T. Um, we don't have any blogs right now. We have everything up on our website that you need. We even have personal training inquiries on our website, which I get quite a few of those. You just kind of fill out a little bit of um, information and then you can kind of ch- take a look at the programs. Our website is very detailed. So if you have a question about a program, it is on there. So if you're like, what's this program even about? What is this 12-week transformation? What is Build a Booty? We have a full description on the website. And if you're still confused, you're like, I'm not sure if this is right for me. I'm not sure if I'm ready to take that step for a program. Send me an email and I'll definitely talk to you. I'll even call you if you want to talk on the phone. And also I do like phone consultations for nutrition plans and customized nutrition plans as well. A little bit of everything. So I'll be your go-to girl. Perfect. I love that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think everyone is going to love this episode and be very informed. Pumped. I want to go to the gym again. (laughs) I know. Let's go right now. Let's go back. Leif said he's had our smoothies. I thought he died in a. Oh my God. I'm like, where did he go? But he said our smoothies are waiting for us downstairs. So, so bye. (laughs) Protein smoothies. Yes. Because they didn't have time to eat. So, yeah. So, we're getting in those nutrients. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, So, Kelsey, at the end of all of our episodes, we say our outro is, and that's what we said. So you're going to say it with us, okay? Okay, yay. Okay, thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure to go follow Kelsey. Check out her stuff. You can follow us on Instagram as well at what we said podcast. That's where we post all the goods. We post polls and questions if you guys want to be involved in our podcast episodes that go up. Um, my voice is slowly. I'm slowly <laughs> losing my voice. Lower. So we're going to wrap it up there. But thank you guys so much for listening. We, we love, love you. And that's what we said. Bye. Bye.